0: Hey guys, welcome to the Begging Boardcast, episode number 536. I'm Chris. I'm John, and I'm Paul. We're a weekly podcast that comes to you in three
1: ways. The first being the Week in Geek, bringing the top geek stories of the past week. Next is the List, the comic books that we are looking forward to coming out September
0: 27th, 2023. And we follow that up with our weekly rotating main topic. And this week we're bringing you. Something new. Uh, I want to talk about something different for a change. You know, we we have our rotating stuff. We do some different things, but I want to just make up a new topic. Uh, So I'm calling this one Freemium Content, where we're going to be talking about a free-to-play cell phone game. Uh, And this is one that's been dominating a lot of my free time when I'm sitting on the couch, when I'm sitting on the toilet, when I'm waiting to clock in for work. Uh, We're going to be talking about Marvel Snap, the digital collectible card game from Second Dinner. Yeah, Second Dinner. Where, where are they from who day who day we'll talk about that in
2: the
1: main topic
2: oh, okay well you know what it would be great to talk about what you guys are
1: drinking hey john what are you drinking i am drinking from uh foam brewing their dead flowers uh this is an ipa coming in at i think 6.2 percent, something like that it is 6.2 uh and this is a decent ipa it's a nice drinking beer um It's nice. It's nothing that's wowing me. Um, But yeah, it's
0: a nice beer, a nice hazy IPA. Nice. And I too am drinking a hazy IPA. And this is something I've had multiple times before the Ravenous Pig, which is the brew pub that does all of the beers for their brew pub, the Ravenous Pig. But they also do the polite pig at Disney Springs. And this is their Acadia fog. And this is a 7% hazy IPA and if I'm ever going past the Polite Pig, I'm usually going to stop and get a beer as we're walking around Disney Springs. If they don't have something on their like seasonal rotating tap, the Acadia Fog is my go-to. It's basically everything you want from a nice, hazy IPA. Like, it's got that nice citrus sweet. It's got that nice little hot bitter to it, but it's not over assaulting. It looks hazy. It smells hazy. And it's 7%, so, you know, it could get the job done for you if you want. I really like this, and I was happy to see it in four-packs at my beer store because I could pay $18 for a four-pack of it, or I can get a pint of it for, like, $8. I'm going to go with the four-pack. And also, something else I grabbed... Based on the rave reviews we had for last week's episode uh, when I was talking about the Big Chew, uh, Big leak Chew Bubblegum, um, message boards lit up. People people want more food reviews. Mm-hmm. So while I was uh, at my beer store, <clears throat> I grabbed the Boozy Jerky, and this oh, is hmm. their Spicy Citrus IPA Jerky. Uh, they said it's made with real beer. Uh, I don't know who they are partnered up with for this. It does not say. It just says... Um, Meat with heat and also citrus zest also make it oh so sweet. I feel like I should have read that as, like, macho man. Uh, I'm not going to, though. It's crafty, but just spicy enough to keep the hipsters away. Uh, this fan favorite peers, pairs best with dry, citrusy, and wheat-based beers, such as IPAs, Light L's, Wheat Beers, and Belgians. Imagine oranges and a Belgian wheat with this bad boy. I'm trying to buy into it. Someone fill the space while I'm eating.
1: Uh, Paul, you a big jerky guy?
2: Not a big jerky guy. Uh, no. Nope. Not huge. I do pick it up, like, if I'm, like, really hungry at a gas station, like, and I'm driving, like, got, like, two hours to drive, like, I might pick up some jerky. But that's about it. But I'm not, like, but I'd rather get a, like, um, you know, a meat stick.
0: Like a Slim Jim or, like, a, a I Jack a really,
2: Jack Link's, uh, especially if it comes with the cheese combo, mm. you know, the, the stick, the meat stick and the cheese stick combo, I like those.
1: Uh I, I, I do enjoy jerky. Uh it's one of the things I enjoy smoking. It's really easy and you know, you can put a lot of
0: extra you get a lot of extra smoke flavor to it. Um than you do so um still, still chewing. Um you guys are known as the the barbecue boys. Yeah. So what goes into smoking jerky outside of like actually just putting it somewhere and forgetting about it for a while?
1: So, uh, you, you want to get a nice lean piece of meat. You don't want a lot of fat to it. Uh, you want to marinate it. I usually try to marinate it at least 24 hours. Um, we've tried different stuff. Um, Caitlin kind of makes one a lot of cracked pepper. Um, sometimes she'll use like a Montreal steak seasoning, soy sauce, Worcestershire, maybe a little teriyaki and honey, mix that all up. Nice thin cut meat. Um, we were cutting it ourselves, but then I found that uh, one of the local places sells um, a four pack of like almost paper thin um, sirloin. And um, we cut that into strips, marinate it, and then lay that over the smoker. And with it being so thin, you can have the jerky ready to go maybe about two hours. Okay. I thought it was going to take a lot longer, honestly. Uh, with it being so thin, um, it comes out perfect. And, like, one of the best things is to pick the pieces off and just eat it right off the smoker. Like, when we go out to collect it, and because Caitlin's always kind of a part of it, you know, she's marinated it. Most of the time we're making it for her because she loves jerky. And um, it's a lot of, like, picking it right from the right from the smoker and eating it. But most of the time, like, it does not last more than a couple days in the house because it's one of those things that's, like, Oh, it's so peppery. Oh, ooh, I got to have another piece.
0: And you just end up like just mowing through it all. Um, jumping in on that. That's exactly how I feel about this. Again, the brand is literally called Boozy Jerky. Uh, mm. I love this. This is delicious. And it's a small bag. There's not a lot in there. But I'm actually on the Boozy Jerky website right now. Uh, not sponsored. But they have a rosemary garlicky pilsner beef jerky. Mm. Mango habanero ale beef jerky. Um another one that i'm going to be having later spicy tan uh citrus everything rhymes with jerky and a peppered stout beef jerky and then there's also cinnamon peanut butter whiskey bacon jerky um i'm i'm down like i really enjoy this uh so yeah boozy jerky hell yeah did it go good
1: with your ipa it actually really did
0: cuz <laughs> it does have a good amount of like like spice to it like they don't cut back and then i took a sip of the ipa and i'm like it it adds to it but i still have that lingering spice from from the jerky i'm down i'm i'm ready to go on this flavor expedition alongside the guys at boozy jerky stay tuned to see where we wind up next everybody
1: yeah. cheers cheers we, we,
0: we wind up in the weekend because it's time to talk about some news boys yeah we're gonna talk about news comma boys we're not gonna talk about newsboys like yeah. in newsies I, I just wanted to be clear like i don't have anything to say about newsboys well the, you know they helped lead to
2: uh, unionization and better work conditions for the people so much like the act the actors and writers strike that's going on where all the movie news is now taken with big grains of salt right john that's right paul you big nothing. grains of salt this is jerky
0: continue sorry <laughs>
2: So, and one of the uh, news items that uh, made John real salty was uh, hearing that Lando is set to be a movie again and not a Disney Plus series.
1: Was that me or was that was that Paul or Chris? No, you, you that sent, wasn't me. I didn't send that. I sent it. thought Paul it. sent it. Yeah, Paul I did. sent it. But yeah. Chris was yeah. the one who was like, nah, I don't Fake believe news. anything. Fake it's news. not real news. And I was like, I don't believe anything right now because how can they say anything when they don't know when. Anything's coming. Well, uh, but
0: this is, well, this was actually something that um, Stephen Glover, who is Donald Glover's brother, mentioned in a interview somewhere with someone. I can't remember what. Uh, but yeah, it just kind of like slipped out of that. Like, oh yeah, it's not a series anymore. It's a movie. I don't know what the legitimacy of this is because again, like we were talking about pre- pre-show, this hasn't been something that's been announced. So I don't know if it's just kind of like those behind the scenes rumblings where it's like oh you know what this might be something we can develop as a movie because we haven't had an actual star wars movie since solo came out so it's been a long time they might be wanting to get back into the theaters to try to recover some money and it might honestly be cheaper for them to do this as a movie instead of a however many parts uh series on disney plus because yes you're gonna have people that are subscribing you might get some subscribers but I'm already a Disney Plus subscriber. You put a Lando movie out into theaters, I'm going to go to the movie theater to see Lando because I, I like Lando That it, it just makes business sense. But who knows? Again, like everything's up in the air. This could just be something that's being thrown around because, again, we are in the middle of a writer's strike and an actor's strike. And the studios might just be looking to see, like, okay, what do we have that's Far enough along that this is content that could be ready to go quick if we need to put something into production to get it out into the theaters to start making all the money that we need to because we haven't done anything. Like, I heard a statistic where it was like Warner Brothers, who's already been suffering, is expecting to lose like 500 million dollars. It's an astronomical Mm -hmm. number because of the shutdown. It's like, well, Give the writers and actors what they're looking for. Like
2: If you follow done. Adam uh, Conover over on Instagram, he actually talked about that being like, yeah. And if they just settled with the writers and actors guild with what we're demanding,
0: they'd only lose 40 million dollars. So like it would, it would, But I think that 40 million dollars is spread like between all the studios, too. So it's not even like Warner <laughs> Brothers is at 40 million. Disney's at 40 million. It's like they're taking that 40 million and spreading it across everybody. Yeah. yeah. So instead We're of crowdsourcing
2: it. Uh, well, he's been a really interesting follow. Thank you, John, for pointing that out, because you pointed that out on an episode like episodes months ago. You're like, oh, follow Adam Conover. It's so weird that he's.
1: Yeah, he's like, like the the voice of the the uh guild. Yeah, yeah the but, writer's
2: guild.
0: Was it one of you guys that sent over the thing where he was in Buffalo, or did that just pop up on my Instagram? I, I sent it. Okay. That was also really interesting where he was just like, oh, Buffalo is like a great city. Like, look at this deli. It's like a, a house from the like 1800s. And like, the guy's just like, you want to take a look at it? And he's like, this guy's just giving me a tour of his house. He's like, we is Buffalo my favorite it. city?
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It was good. It was good. I, when I saw that, I was like, oh, that's crazy.
0: If I didn't like... have
1: a newborn baby, uh, I'd tell Caitlin, let's go see him. I really and like it. It was the it, weekend of
2: the uh, pool party. Yeah. Yeah, pool parties canceled everybody
1: <laughs> there was something else i was gonna say writers oh uh
2: yeah if you don't have anything i got something
1: go ahead yeah. and go because i don't remember we got it It ties into
2: money. the yeah so they're losing the studios are losing out money because they're not premiering stuff uh no new television series are on as far as yeah, i know everything's but, reality shows now and also ABC announced that instead of actually premiering a new television show, they're just on Monday nights, they're just going to show Monday night football. So instead of it being ESPN exclusive, it's going to ABC and ESPN. They're and shuffling I it know. off Real. Yeah, it's it's going to be simulcast. So for on Monday nights, you, you, two stations are playing the exact same thing. Uh,
1: I remember now um, HBO Warner Brothers are um, licensing off their shows. Um Band of Brothers, Pacific, and two other HBO exclusive things are now on Netflix, uh, which I was like, oh, Band of Brothers is on Netflix. Mm -hmm." Watch the first episode.
2: Um, But yeah, I I was Still never seen it. Oh,
1: really? I've seen
2: clips because, you know, it was like a thing that they would show like clips of in school, but not in like college.
0: Not in our school. Was that like substitute teacher days? Like, all right, uh, history class. All right. We're going to watch episode of Band of Brothers, guys. Or thinking maybe it was
2: of, Saving Private Ryan that I'm Saving thinking
1: Private of. Saving Private Ryan, maybe? Because uh, when yeah. did Brandon Brothers come out? I was I'm, just going to look that up.
0: Because maybe it was Saving Private Ryan.
1: 2001 possibly. is when oh, the series yeah.
0: started. So yeah. maybe it I was. Know, I think tall. we are starting to see some of the studios budge, though. I know A24, the kind of indie movie producer, has signed agreements with like the Writers Guild and Actors Guild. So they're able to put stuff into production. Like They're able to continue working on stuff because there's like, no, like we can we can answer your demands. Like this is fine. And they, then they, they I did it
1: like right away because they were like we're already basically doing this because yeah. their whole thing was working with those creative talents. They're like, yeah, we'll we'll do it already.
0: And I believe also AMC has already worked out deals so they could continue working on their um, Walking Dead, two Walking Dead spinoffs, and then they have like the Interview with a Vampire show that they're doing too. So they're already on board too, but. Again, I think AMC is kind of a little bit more like in, indie. I guess and that's weird to say because they're not at all. But I feel like for them, it's like okay, like we can still do this because they kind of have that prestige where they're able to say like, yeah, we can we can lose a little bit because people are going to be buying these DVDs, they're going to be subscribing to these shows. I also has some news. Uh, one of my favorite comic books of all times is the DC Comics Vertigo Black Label. Whatever branding you're seeing on the top of the cover, uh, Fables, uh, created by Bill Willingham, which is the reinterpretation of a lot of your favorite fairy tale characters, but living in modern day New York. The comic came out 20 years ago. Um, but yeah, apparently Bill Willingham's just kind of had it and is like, nope, I hate this company. Uh, as the creator of Fables, I'm saying I'm letting it loose into the wilds. Fables is released into the public domain, go wild. Yeah,
2: and then DC Comics, of course, went, yeah, we're not going to let that happen.
0: And this is, I think, what the problem is, is because almost everybody that you see in Fables is based off of, again, Mm -hmm. a Fable or fairy tale character. So Snow White's one of the main characters. The Big Bad Wolf's the main character. (laughs) So technically, yes, public domain. You want to write a Cinderella book, have at it. But Bigby Wolf... You cannot. But then this is the weirdest with some of the, the rights because one of the comic book news websites that I was following was like, no, apparently a couple years ago, DC did give him the rights to the property, but also they still retain publishing rights. So, yes, he does own it, but no, that's not his decision to make with some of this stuff. So it's it's all very nebulous, but yes, Guys, if you want to write some Fables fanfiction, feel free, because technically you're probably allowed to. <laughs> but you won't be able to get it published.
2: Yes. But it's okay, because if he could, you, you know, uh, like Telltale, they did the, the video game, the Fables one, right?
0: Yes. Which he was, one of the things that he said he was mad about is he was yeah. allowed to only say good things about the game. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I mean, I played like the first two episodes of that. And I was not involved, but I also only have good things to say about that game because it's a telltale <laughs> game. They're fantastic. Yeah,
1: and like uh, Big B versus Batman or whatever the Big B and yeah. Gotham, wherever mm-hmm. that
0: was. Yeah, they did that comic book, which again, Black Label, a couple of years ago. I never finished it. Um, but yeah, not not bad. I don't, I don't know. It seems to be he's just kind of a comic book curmudgeon, and this is one of those situations where I need to start to separate the creator. From the creations, because this is like old man yells at cloud kind of things.
2: I don't mind it because of how much he must have put up with it with, you know, kind of the back and forth or like whether or not it was going to because it was being it got optioned as a television series later to find out that it was only optioned so they could kill it. So that way the, Disney could yeah. do Once Upon a Time and um, NBC could do Grimm. Like
0: there were so many. I loved Grimm. Grimm was a great show, but it Grimm was, was like good.
2: I think ABC picked up the option for fables just so that nobody else would do it because they wanted to do once upon a time. And it was a similar story. And then there's then once Be- upon a
0: time also leaned more into the Disney side oh, of yeah. things, which mm-hmm. you know, again, a lot of public domain characters, but a lot of times if you say Snow White, people are thinking, okay disney cartoon like that's they're so omnipresent that that's where your mind goes so having it be not that version of the character but heavily influenced Mm -hmm. by those characters like that's kind of what abc had going for over i think what fables was which is basically like hey remember your favorite disney characters what if they fuck which is basically what fables was i don't like it for that
1: (laughs) i don't know man like so, you do. Sounds like you do, because I never thought about it that way.
2: Really? I was like, it's it's the vertigo telling of like, oh, we need to do a crime story with weird characters. To lose, don't eat that fucking and thing. And that's what that's what Fables was. It's like 'cause the just grabbed
1: my jerky.
0: <laughs> He's going backwards. He doesn't
1: like the cat because of it though. Uh yeah, I I mean I never really liked Bill Wellingham's writing on anything besides uh fables. It's kinda hit or miss or Robin.
0: But he's I know he I picked up some other stuff from him, but I always just associate him so closely with fables that I literally cannot tell you much else besides Robin because he came onto that book I think after Pete Woods was writing it, and I really like that run. But yeah. I don't yeah, know. Uh, Comic books from like bad. fifteen years ago.
1: Uh but Paul, what do you think Chris is drinking right now? Something from Omega.
2: I'm thinking, some, so it's going to be Belgian-inspired. It's going to be from Cooperstown, New York. Wow, It's going to, you're right. it's going to be, what, 6.8%? Uh,
0: um, no, and I misspoke oh. before. This wasn't a quad. This is a triple. Ooh. So is this the fruited triple? Uh, this is the Belgian essence. Is that, is that what you're thinking? Because it's got fruit on the bottle. It doesn't no, say anything No, they any have coffee. another one that was okay. called okay. like Mike. Uh, Paul, you were yep. kind of close. This is 8.4% ABV, mm. but you were spot on. Brewery Oma Gang, Cooperstown, New York, and this is a Belton style triple ale. And I kind of wish it was a quad, so it had like a bigger pop of flavor to it. This is very nice, though. I only picked up the one bottle of it. Um, no, that, was, it's made with wine grapes, possibly. Uh, I am not seeing anything on the the bottle that says anything. Again, Yanni was picking up beers that she wanted, just kind of like a craft crafty own pack. And I was looking for the nitro. Uh, three philosophers that you guys well are not drinking, but John had sent over because I was like, oh, that might be a beer that they'll be having tonight. I, I want to be prepared and not available. So I was like, get another gang, But it does have hops and grapes on it. So quite possibly there is a little bit of sweetness, but I can't attribute that to a grape. Maybe I don't eat enough grapes to know, but John, you're looking it up. Hopefully you can school me while I try my next uh, boozy jerky.
1: What was this one called again? I'm sorry.
2: Belgian essence. It's the essence of Belgium, which I think would be fries, waffles, chocolate, wheat beers, wheat beers. And that's, that's and I'm as in my, uh, my public school education here in America taps out.
1: Oh, they don't have any. Oh, here it is. I'm
0: okay. the first person to drink this.
1: Uh, small batch. Belgian style. Triple is the golden and brightly effervescent ale with a deceptively light body brewed with three simple hand-selected malts to provide a crisp smooth and highly carbonated brew similar to our roots the first hop addition is a traditional old world style hop the finish finish hops bring forth the new world twist resulting in a fresh bright citrus finish a fine full carbonation carbonation Produces a bright white foamy head atop a sparkling. Yeah, f- I, but, it lo- I, but the picture I, on it is
0: is looks like grapes. It, it does look like grapes or olives, perhaps. Um, I think this is fine. I I like it, but not enough to uh, rave about it. I'm glad I didn't pick up the four pack. This one is fine, and I will say it does not stand up against the next jerky, which is their Montreal Maple Spice. I figured Maple Spice jerky. Like a nice spicy Belgian, like, ooh, two great tastes that go great together. Uh, I've only had one piece of this, and then I, I've i taken multiple sips of the uh, Omegang oh, beer after that, and I'm still getting a lot of that heat. I don't, outside of my initial tasting of it, I don't have any lingering maple, which probably would have been really nice with the crispy sweet from this beer if it stood up against that that spice. I prefer the jerky to the beer. Uh, but the beer's not bad. It's fine. Uh,
1: so on on uh, Untapped, I follow this guy, and I found him years ago, probably like seven eight years ago, and I friended so, him. And he, friended back, uh, but detectives,
0: if you're looking for someone that was murdered like seven to eight years ago, no no no,
1: I found it was John.
0: John found him and was following he puts, him. He puts
1: up the most ludicrous reviews, and I'm going to read it for now. Now you just drank your beer. Okay. This is his description of the beer. I, I just I literally just like finish it. I gulp, I gulp down the rest. Smells of lemon, lemongrass, grape must, tastes like champagne, but quite musty, ash, tannic, gold color, and fluffy white head, descent lacing, bubblegum, banana, chalky mouthfeel. Scent are
2: decent lacing.
1: Uh scent are decent. Decent, decent, music. something astringent. I want to like this, but
0: not sure. It's growing on me. Okay, I I get that kind Did of... Did I write a, that review? I get that kind of astringent <laughs> lemony, like, because a little bit of lemon on the nose. Astringent, because it does kind of have that, like, citrus acrid, like, bitter to it, but depending on how this was brewed, that could be, like, the grapes, if it was, like, a Belgian, like, wine grape or something to it because I could possibly after finishing it off see like okay there is almost like a white wine sweet to it but I don't like wines enough to say like oh yes okay I get this. It's fine. I'm I'm fine with just this one bottle. Literally after tonight, once I finish recording with you guys and I do check into my beers on untapped, I'll probably forget about this. But John, you had a beer. Yes
1: I am drinking from Community Beer Works, their White Russian Whale, a brown ale with natural flavors. Um, about three weeks, you'll be able to find it in stores. It isn't out for sale yet. Uh, I had this dropped off to me by one of the beer reps. So if you're listening to this, give it give it a couple of weeks to then look for it. But. Um, Paul, what did I say after my first sip? Oh, I don't remember. That was a, that was a lengthy uh, review ago. Sweet sassy molasses. I, I sassy said. you said. I said. Woof! Boy, that really tastes like Kahlua. Ooh. Oh yeah. And Paul was like, coffee liqueur. Uh-huh. He said something of those lines, and I was like, yeah, it's like Kahlua. It tastes like a roasty coffee, um, but overly sweet, like because Kahlua is a little overly sweet. It's not, the, this beer isn't as sweet, but it definitely has that roasty coffee. Tastes like that coffee essence that you get in Kahlua. This is definitely good. It's decent. I would rather have other white Russian flavored beers. Um, the left hand nitro white Russian, um, I think, is better. And I'd probably just prefer a white Russian um, to this, but it is. Um, it's nice. It's good. Um, I don't think I. I don't think it's a bad a bad go around.
0: Yeah, we well, talking no, about not, going around. You what know, comics. are you gonna be? Oh, Paul. I'm sorry, Paul. Uh, I'll you, edit all this out. I'm not gonna edit all this out. <laughs>
2: a, a special. You know what's going around? Uh, the 2023 release of Mountain Dew's mystery Flavors, the Voodoo. Chris, I think you talked about it on the show. I'm. I'm not. I don't quite remember. Or we just talked about it. Uh, I, I really enjoyed this. Uh, both Kate and I, we, we took a sip and we both said at, you know, on the count of three, two, one, what we thought the flavor was. And we both said blue raspberry. I threw in blue raspberry lemonade.
0: Oh, okay.
2: Because I think it has a little hint of something, you know, a little lemony on the back end.
0: So I, I definitely feel like lemonade, but I get like a gummy worms from it. Cause I I picked this up the other day. I stopped at Target to grab something and we were just like, oh I'm kind of thirsty. Like so I I don't want to say I'm a Mountain Dew connoisseur, but if I ever see a new iteration of Mountain Dew, I have to try it. Like I'm just always curious about what they have. I do appreciate the fact that they do these special like Halloween like mystery flavor things. Um, I also tried the What the Fanta this year, which was like their zero sugar mystery flavor. Which turned your mouth black. Side note: It also <laughs> turns your poop green. They don't talk about that. Um, that should be on the fucking label. Um, Why would you know, want your mouth to be turned black? I think it's just kind of like, a, oh, it's a spooky Halloween soda. Mm-hmm. What's the flavor? It's it's gonna like it's kind of like that kids candy. Like, hey, this candy is sugar, but then it also does this wacky thing. Ain't that fun? But it's it's for adults. The What the Fanta is not good. I actually really liked this iteration of mandu. I think I liked it more than last year's. I don't remember what last year's tasted like. I remember it was also like a sour candy kind of flavor. But I get a lot of gummy worms and like like tart citrus from that one. Yeah, I, wish, like, I wish I had it like in front of me because it was
2: like two days ago when I had it. Yeah, when you, what you're picking up is uh, gummy worms. I'm picking up is blue raspberry, which isn't an actual natural fruit. It's only blue raspberries because they ran out of uh, <clears throat> because when Red Dye 40 kind of got pulled off the shelves because everybody was thinking it was car- carcinogenic. carcinogenic mm-hmm. uh, they decided uh, they didn't, ha- didn't want to have that many red candies anymore. So they just shifted raspberry to blue mm. to make room for watermelon, uh, strawberry, cherry. Fruit punch. Punch.
1: But then watermelon also then became green in a lot of places it's still always kind of that pinky but yeah yeah because jolly jolly ranchers ones are green i know i don't know it's been a long time since i had those candies
0: oh this is because i just googled like mountain dew 2023 voodoo flavor just to see if like anybody's like nailed it down and like or if there's been like confirmation it's like oh it's it's
2: no no you gotta just literally
0: like the first article i clicked on is like what's this your flavor your guess is as good as mine like fuck you my guess isn't as good as uh, yours. I, 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 I got my guess is better because I actually had a guess. Um, I don't know. Again, but this is I their second
2: like, year doing it. They uh, did the mystery flavor back in 2022. They actually released a mystery flavor back in 2020, but everybody had COVID, so they couldn't
0: taste it, so nobody knew.
2: Hey, hey, you can edit like, that out.
0: No, that's hey, that's gold. The mystery flavor is just Mountain Dew. <laughs> nobody <laughs> knew. Um. <laughs> No, I, I like these. I like when even um Coca-Cola does their different
2: Yeah, their like flavors, they're... like where it's like the inspired buyers like
0: yeah, space dream. We always get them because we're like, Oh, let's see what this tastes like and then we're like oh, it's kinda of cotton candy with Coke, like it's fine. Like yeah. none of them have ever been like a, oh my gosh, like this.
2: Yeah, I got Dreamland and I was like, OK, I tried one of them. I don't care because like the new one is like what fab or something like that. It, it Like, it,
0: oh, I don't think I've seen that one yet. What is I, it? Anytime I see any of these and I buy them, I feel like it's always at Target. So maybe I just need to pay attention to like the coolers at all of the cash points next time. But you know what? Paul, I'm also going to be paying attention. Paul, to, you're oh, not supposed to be-
1: Paul, you're not supposed to be drinking all this. I know. I know. Why are you drinking all the soda? I'm not drinking all the soda normally. Sounds like you're drinking all the soda.
2: Last time I had it was Dreamland. Uh, right now it's Bite, and it apparently was created by AI. I'm again it. Boo AI. A lot of times I've been getting them in the zero sugar variety, but that doesn't really help because it's the acid, and then the stuff that's zero sugar still reacts it,
1: the same to your teeth. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not good. Not good for well, me. Paul, you're not supposed to be buying all these sodas. I I bought the one soda. Hmm? Uh-huh. I don't know. It sounds like you're buying lots of sodas, but
0: I know. Go, go with your so jerky. So Paul's link. not not drinking tonight, but then he's like, "I'm loading up on sugar." Yep. And
1: 91 milligrams of caffeine. Uh, but guys, what books are we looking forward to? Paul, what book are you going to be reading with a soda? I'm not going to be drinking a soda while I'm drinking my it. sodies. But uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna
2: race back to reading some Wally West as he's back. As the star of the Flash. That's right, Donna DC. Flash number one. It's an all new creative team, all new uh, arc for our Scarlet Speedster, Simon Sperrier, Mike Diodato Jr. Uh, there it is. I would do the. Co- I would keep on reading them, but every time I do that, that's where I I fall apart of The Colorist and everything else.
0: I'm excited. Uh, I I liked making fun of you, like, two episodes (laughs) ago, because it's like, uh, and letterer. Because I kept on going. No reason for it. Well, other
2: than to give people credit. Um. That's I'm um, excited for this one. Tell Chris. me about the
0: tell me about the flash. Paul. why are you picking this up? Is it just because it's a it's, flash?
2: It's the flash. It's the new one number one. It's Wally West. He's back. It's his family is is back again. That's right. We got Iris West the second. Jai West. Uh Max Mercury's supposedly gonna be in it. Linda Park. Hopefully, hopefully it's decent. Hopefully, yeah. But, decent. It's, but it's Five superior. so and I think I've enjoyed stuffy stuff he's oh, done right? Did I? I don't
0: know. I feel like yes. I cannot tell you like offhand. I'm clicking on Do- him. Doctor right. Afra. Oh yeah, Doctor Afra is fantastic. Yeah, I think okay, we
1: talked would... a little bit about this before too. That like I'm just happy that
0: Wally's back and getting the respect he deserves. I and I think the. Not just Wally, but The Flash is back and getting respect because, yes, we have this Flash number one coming out. But then next month, there's like that Jay Garrick number one comic book coming out. There's also a Speed Force number one book coming out. So, I mean, I'm going to be the first person to say it. Flash is back, baby.
2: Yeah, I just hope it doesn't get into the weirds. I don't like this strong force and the other forces. Just the Speed Force is its own thing. Not everything needs to be. The Green Lanterns where there's a bunch of different other colored lanterns. See, I don't need a bunch of different other foods, you know. I just let the speed force be the speed
0: force. That that cover's really cool. Um I I love the Flash. Wally is my Flash, so I'm happy he has a book again. I'm just happy that he's back. I'm not a big fan of Mike Deodato art because he was the one that was on New Avengers when that book launched mm-hmm. uh by Brian Michael Bendis and his style is just very static Bulk. dark heavy inks and mm-hmm. that that's not what I want Well also when New like,
2: so. New Avengers or New Avengers launched that was back with Marvel and I think they were just like the, they were trying to get into the digital coloring and everything was just super saturated, the ink, you know, like like they accidentally added too much ink to the page, you know,
0: where it, everything looked off over a I, at that time frame. And everything also, that was dark. a long time ago. Yeah. I I know, I know. I'm just saying, like, but that, it was one of those instances where it just kind of instantly soured me to that. And anytime I've seen Mike Diodato on art, I'm just kind of like, I always flash back to that, like, ugh. Yeah. Okay. New, new you know. Avengers. And like I, I could break myself of that, but I haven't been able to yet because I just haven't. So
2: just to let you know, everybody, if you ever meet Chris, first impression is the only impression. Good I, luck.
0: The would be over. <laughs> Good and luck. I'm sending you guys the cover. That I just think this cover is awesome from Riley Ross. Like it's, it's a lot of fun. And I hate the fact that if I buy this book physically, I'm going to have to get this cover. But this cover is probably something out of 50 variant, so i'd have to pay it's 1 in 25 variant i will not pay like 14 dollars for this book <clears throat> it is a really cool cover though it's just, i love it it's dope
2: yeah i just uh, it, that kind of cover would annoy me because i i would want that art throughout and then
0: yeah you, you, you won't have it yeah. i won't have it so john uh the book you're picking up has a lot of covers too i'm looking it at it does and, uh, uh yeah. Cool Rivera one. I know. There's some really
1: cool ones. Ooh. Uh but yeah, I am picking up uh Usagio Jimbo, Ice and Snow number one. Um Stan uh Sakai uh was at Dark Horse, then he moved to another distributor, and now he's back at Dark Horse. Um so this is kind of concluding the storyline that he had started at the other distributor. Um But I'm okay with that. You have Usagi and his cousin traveling through uh, the mountains. And one of my favorite villains of all time is the Usagi villain, Jay. And Jay's back, baby. Thought he was dead, but he's back. And um, yeah, just looking forward to uh, this book. In the last year, I've become a huge Usagi Yojimbo fan. Uh, I read it with my son.
0: And uh, I, I I really like the the book so I'm looking- all of these covers are absolutely gorgeous. I love the Paolo Rivera. There's a great Scotty Young one. I sent you guys the David Mac one where it's an actual like rabbit. yeah the rabbit beautiful. Wow, love it. Yeah. Well, what are you looking forward to, Bud?
2: I already said Chris. What are you looking forward to? Chris was talking about the cover. That's why you're confused. Oh, that's right. You did The Flash. But and I it. picked The Flash. Chris right. is picking a different
0: book. I'm it's not even Power a, Girl number one. It's it's not. I thought about that. I took it off my polis, though, because I know I won't stay on that yeah. book, but it's fine. Um, book I am going to be picking up, though, because it's... A miniseries that's tying into what's going to be going on in the Bat Universe because I love me a Bat Universe crossover is going to the uh, be the Batman Catwoman the Gotham War Red Hood number one. Uh, this is being written by Matthew Rosenberg, art by Nicola Amasia who did great work over on Batgirls. I again I love me a Batman crossover and this is kind of spinning out of the Batman book that you were reading, John. The uh-huh. Tom King one He had his robot that he was programming to be able to take uh, him out. Chip Zardisky. Chip. Sorry. Th- thank you. Um, and coming out of that arc, Batman is a little bit more jaded and on edge and just kind of feeling the need to protect himself. And by protecting himself, that means taking everybody out. So spinning out of last week's Batman Catwoman uh, Gotham War Prelude book that I was able to pick up for free at my comic book store. Love when comic book companies do free books. I'm I'm on board for this because that prelude issue is pretty much like all the bat family characters be like, yeah, Bruce has gone far before, but he's he's a he's kind of setting everybody off, right? And then everyone's like, Yeah, I don't like this. And everyone's like, Are we are we going with Catwoman on this? And then everyone's like, I think we're going on uh on this with Catwoman, everybody. I think this is gonna be really cool. It's kind of that uh, Bruce Wayne murder all over again, where it's everybody against Batman. Uh, sign me up. I'm on board. Yeah. Uh, is it still written by Chip Zdarsky? <clears throat> no, this is uh, Matthew Rosenberg. Okay. But that that's just this Red Hood, because I'm not sure who else is doing any of the other, like, spinoff or, like, side books, but uh, I, I love me some Red Hood, and Jason's not a character that I pick up a lot, but when he shows up in something that I'm reading, I'm like, this guy's great. The I mean, unit else is great. A dramatic reading. And now, a dramatic reading from Batman Legends of Gotham, number one, page 15, panel three. Not here, but soon, Bane.
1: Real soon. I'm in. We saw your approach was a little unconventional.
0: Yeah, I get that a lot. And that was a dramatic reading from Batman Legends of Gotham, number one, page 15, panel three. I decided to change up how we introduce the dramatic reading, everybody, because with putting them up as the Instagram stories or reels that like overly dark, dramatic, it just doesn't fit with the music I was able to find because I want to be like masterpiece theater. Mm. And for that, you got to have classic. I went a lot more NPR with it. (laughs) Well, we'll see. We'll see if we remember to do that.
1: Uh, Uh,
2: You know why it started started as dark and uh, dreary? Cause what were we doing in the Mike D'Oddo book? They, no, because they were Night Force.
1: Uh, <laughs> we it was always Night Force. My I always thought we were always... doing the, the old school, like, on a planet it's represented by the space bugs,
0: our heroes have finally arrived. I want to read. Um... <laughs> It was always my dream for us eventually to have done a dramatic reading of every panel of Night Force so you could have just like made an audiobook <laughs> out of it but it never it never happened that yeah. never coalesced but well, we kept losing the book. Someone has it. I don't know who does or where it is, but someone has it.
2: Chill goes up my spine every time you guys say that somebody has it. I'm
0: like, ooh. <laughs> Paul, Paul's going to die like in a fire, and they're going to be like giving out all this his stuff, and like it's going to go to one of his brothers. Like Patrick's going to be like, what's this? And Kate's going to be like, I don't know, it's a comic book. Here you are. And it's going to be like, oh, it's Night Force number it's, it's, one. It's good. He's going to get the chill, and he's like, this book's been cursed
2: <laughs> my next talking about uh people getting cursing people with stuff Chris you cursed us with a, a uh with a great game I'm sorry
0: I'm sorry question
2: all sick bite bad
0: no you're you're okay I didn't know where you were gonna be going with it I was like I gotta eat my jerky hold on
1: uh, oh yeah jerky time um John do you have another beer are you ready to go or not uh, yet? yeah I got another beer Uh, Why don't you go ahead while I'm uh, tucking into this bag? Get into your jerky. Uh, I'm drinking from Prison City. They're Oktoberfest. 5.7%. Nice, easy drinking. Little bit of sweet malt. Um, That sweet malt really kind of grows on your palate after you've swallowed. It's a nice Oktoberfest. It's not going to... It's a nice Oktoberfest. It's nothing crazy. It's nothing... I'm like... I'd have to get it again. Where there's a couple out there that I'm like, oh man, this is really good. Like I'm really sad that
0: like Hacker Shore is pretty much sold out for the season. And it's oh, not like, even. That's available at Halloween Horror Nights, and I love me some Ducktoberfest. But if I'm at a booth that has the Hacker Shore, like I'm getting that. Yeah, um, resurgence this year. Their
1: Octoberfest is really good. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is a good solid one. It would maybe make my. Somewhere between like six and 10 out of my favorite Oktoberfest of this year so far, but um, it's
0: good. Mm.
2: Best Oktoberfest, but still good.
0: All right, I, I have my next beer. I'm eating jerky because my next beer, and I've had, I think, six or seven others of these before, but coming from Artisanal Beer Works, I'm drinking one of their Warheads Extreme Sour Sour Ales. And this is like an officially licensed branded. Warhead sour. Um, and this is their black cherry flavor. This is probably my least favorite of any of the warhead sours that I've had. It's kind of ghosty, and that's kind of weird to say from a beer that's sour cherry flavored because when you think sour cherry, like you just think that like big in your face, fake cherry flavor. And it has that for like a split second and then it just kind of fades out. Like it's it definitely has that sour, that tart lingers on. But then that cherry just kind of disappears. Uh, For this jerky pairing, I am drinking it with the bourbon whiskey beef jerky. Uh, The spice that were on the other two, the spicy citrus IPA and the maple bacon spice, is not here. This is all just, like, straight up sweet. It almost, like, looks like the jerky is kind of like a coated, like, brown sugar. Like, it has... Like texture to it that you don't normally see with a jerky. I was thinking this would kind of be like old-fashionedy. That's why I was like, oh yeah, like a bourbon whiskey with like that sugar. like delicious. Um, the the, the beer is bringing this jerky down because uh, this is a limited edition flavor from Boozy Jerky. It's fantastic though. Like usually when I think jerky, I do think kind of more of that smoky, like spicy like, teriyaki profile. So this is kind of a nice break from that. Um, I'm just sad that this this sour is not what I expected it to be. I need more of that, like, Jolly Rancher cherry flavor from it uh, just to carry me through, especially if I'm going to be eating a mouthful of jerky right after that. But, you know, you can't win them all. Much like if you're playing a digital card game on your cell phone.
2: Yeah, very true because I'm not very good at winning.
0: <laughs> that's okay, because we're going to head into our main topic right now. And like we said up at the front of the show, this is our new segment, Premium Content. Uh, we're going to be talking about cell phone games that you can just download and play right now. You don't got to pay anything for it, but maybe you might want to, to continue playing or get further into the game. But that's what I really like about Marvel Snap, is you don't really need to. Uh, Marvel Snap is a digital Marvel trading card game put out by publisher Second Dinner, which Second Dinner is a new game company that was started by Mr. Benjamin Brode from Blizzard Entertainment. Blizzard, who is most famous for making games like World of Warcraft, Warcraft, Diablo, Overwatch, um, StarCraft, basically everyone's all-time favorite games. Like, he worked on World of Warcraft and then became part of their team four, I think it was, which was responsible for the creation and development of their Hearthstone, Warcraft themed digital trading card game. He announced he was leaving the company to start his own company. And his, like the same announcement was like, and this company has already secured the license to make a Marvel digital trading card game. And then two years later, Marvel Snap launched. And I slept on this game. I love me some cell phone games. I will download and play anything, but you basically have me for 15 minutes, and after that 15 minutes, if I'm not feeling it, I'm fine with deleting your game off. But Marvel Snap had something, and I think a lot of it is because it's playing in a world that I love, Marvel. It's a card game, which I also love, but then all of your matches are literally going to only be two to three minutes. You're locked into just playing for six turns. Your deck is only 12 cards. There's no mulligan. That's it. You draw your your opening hand. You play for six turns. Done. So all of your games, like, not to make a pun, I'm not the first person to probably make this pun. Your games are just, like, really snappy. Like, you can sit down, play a game, and then be like, okay, I'm done. I can either end playing or I can just move on to the next game. Not only is it it
2: just six turns, but the turns are simultaneous. Both players are playing cards at the exact same time. It's like war. Makes it quicker. Yeah. Uh, John, I know you played Smash Up.
1: Yes, years ago.
2: I still own Smash Up. And it feels similar. That feels like a similar game to this because it's location based where you're fight, playing cards to locations and trying to win those locations. And the locations have different abilities and different gives, changes the effects of your cards in some way. So so I I like how new it is for the digital realm. Like, it feels very different than your Magic Gathering Arena, your Yu-Gi-Ohs, Pokemon, all like that, because you're not really doing damage to a face, you know, or, or to the opponent or even Hearthstone. You're
0: playing cards to a location, and all those cards give you points. But you're playing against an opponent who's also doing things which might lower your points, or there's locations that could double-subtract. You never know where you're going to get, literally, like turn by turn. like You're getting new locations unlocked, which could completely change or ruin your strategy with that deck that you're playing. Which makes it seem very balanced. I've had that happen a lot. Oh Yeah, like Like, I've had like decks that I'm like, okay, this deck is solid, like, I feel so good about this. And then, literally, that first location that unlocks her is like, you you can't play cards here. It's like, oh no, no, I I can't ramp into what I want to do, or cards here can't be destroyed. I'm playing a destroy deck, (laughs) retreat,
1: get out, go, go. Or when you do have those, they're like, you play a card here and it's destroyed, and I was like, well, that's great. I can play this Wolverine yeah. card here, and then my Wolverine card never comes
0: up during that ground, that game where it, I can't destroy The it. other thing I like is like I'm playing my on-reveal deck, and then the very first thing that flips over is Commartage, where it's like on-reveal effects are double here. It's like I cannot wait to play my Wong card in there, which doubles <laughs> my on-reveal effects because, baby, yes, you got a stew going. <laughs>
2: yeah. I feel like I'm, I hardly ever retreat because I always feel like by turn six, it's a rock, paper, scissors game of like, I need to flip one location. And as long as they're trying to flip this location or that location, I win this one. I'll have I'll have two locations and I'll win. So if I play a card here and he plays it over there, I'll win, you know, or if I, you know, it, it feels like I got a one in three shot at winning at bare minimum by turn six, no matter what.
1: Uh, I've used the retreat, but that's only because I'm in the middle of a game and then I have a child come up to me or my wife gives me a baby and then I'm holding the baby. And then I look down and I've missed my play and I'm like, ah, fudge. Ugh. Or I wasn't paying attention and I hit like end the round and I forgot to play my card. And I'm like, ah, uh, I'll just get it. Let me just get out.
0: I I retreat more in the conquest mode, which I don't know if you guys have played yet. Again, okay, um, I didn't want to talk about this too much leading up to it because I know if we started talking about the game, it would become a discussion. It's like save it for the show. Cause you have just your regular ladder mode where you hit play, you pick a deck and then you're just matched up against somebody. You win, you lose, you earn your cubes on to the next one. But conquest is much more. All right. I'm paired up against somebody. And then you're kind of wagering your cubes to see who's going to progress into that next level. And Depending on how much you're able to progress, you get tickets to the next like tier. Um, we have not talked about this, so I don't know if you guys are even aware of other yeah, game I, modes. Or I, you just I played play. that one. Okay, and it took so long because that, it was that like, is not the like in and out snap. Like that no. is the okay. I'm gonna be sitting here. It's my day off. I'm I'm waiting for this pan to to start boiling. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna play.
2: And then because some people take tickets. And then, you know, even when you win and I'm like, how many tickets do I need? And I'm like, I'm not doing that four times. I'm not. I don't care. I just go ahead. John. Uh,
1: and sometimes you have people that take forever. Like they yeah. I, I don't know if they're just their strategy is to
0: wait the timer out to drive you. crazy. There are people that I think that that is their win conditioners. Like, I have a decent tech, but I am just going to let the timer run out and hope that this guy is just playing on the bus. And he's just going to be like oh, my stops here, like, I have to, I have to quit. Uh, Yeah, it, it drives me crazy. And I try to
1: be, like, when I realize, like, right at the end, like, I'm going to lose, like, I always, like, or if I, you know, the the other person played an awesome card, like, I'm like, oh, man, that was amazing. And I send, like, the thing of, like, Miss Marvel giving the thumbs up and that stuff just to be, like, hey, great, like, great play. And I've had those people that I get, like, uh like, it just turns the next round, they're, like, Hurry up! Hurry up! Hurry up! Or like, oh, hello, yeah, hello, hello! And I was like, is this your strategy to get me like flustered? Because it's just annoying. Yep, people, um, people definitely do that.
2: Wait, does it actually make a sound when when they do it, or is it just the? It goes. Emo? Boop, boop,
1: boop, boop. Uh, I had the sound down. So it I had the, the sound, sound down too, Paul. Yeah. But yeah. the person's it, the things just yeah, going hello, yeah, yeah. hello, 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 hello. You, you can mute.
2: I, I actually haven't had that happen to me. The only the one time person that was spamming the thumbs up constantly and because, you know, like they would make it. They kept on making an awesome play and then do the thumbs up for themselves, it seemed. And I'm like, OK,
0: so it does happen. I've had people that are like spamming the like emotes or the, the verbiage for things um, generally accepted is like the thumbs. I was like, nice. Uh, the Hulk and thing, like, fist bump is, like, couldn't have done it without you. Like, that's, you play a card, and your opponent gets something out of it, and then they're like, cool, thank you. Um, and then the Deadpool, like, I got arrows in my head and, like, uh things, and I was like, that was a misplay. I did something I thought was going to be good. You got me on it.
2: The one that I've seen, uh, that I like is the Spider-Man pointing, and that's when oh. Both- you both play the same card.
0: I forgot about that one. That one's yeah. dope. I love that one so much. When it's like, I play my agent thirteen. You play your agent thirteen. <laughs> boop 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 boop. Yeah. Like you both put it up. You're like, all right. This is this is gonna be a fun game because we're we're both in it. We're paying attention.
2: I never do anything about it.
0: I do like, them I've occasionally.
2: seen them, And I'm like, I just like, for me if I'm on the phone... like, I'll
0: I'll play ten games and like mm-hmm. out of those ten games, maybe one of them, like I'll be like, hey, Miss Marvel, boop boop.
1: Uh, if I if somebody like really cleans my clock or it's like a good game where it's constantly going back and forth, I like to give I like to give the like I give the, the thumbs up like, hey, those like good game. Like because there's no it's just a stranger you're playing with. So yeah. it's like I, I like to let them know, like, hey, I'm not a sore loser. Like, I appreciate the game and thank you. I'm but not there. Go ahead. Well, I'm not that worried about it because you can change your name on it at any time. Oh, I'm not. I, I'm not worried about it. Mm-hmm. I just think for myself as someone who like Paula, you and I love playing board games. Yeah. Most of the time, Hard I don't playing. care. I don't care if I win or lose and I'll help people with strategy. Mm-hmm. Um. The only time like I'll get upset is if like people it feels like people are totally 100 percent ganging up. Like right. and they're just trying to screw you over or they do stuff like, oh, here, take this path and I'll take this path. And then they take both paths and you can't go. Like there's mm-hmm. just things that people do that are are dicky. Yeah. Um. So I just like to let people know, like, hey, that was a good game, or hey, uh, yeah. I'm not I'm not a bad I'm not a sore loser. Like, awesome. Like, good good job. I'm so
2: quick with the play and hit the my turns over kind of thing that I like. By the time like something like that happens, I'm like, oh, I should have used the emote, but I, the moment's passed. And by the time they won, I'm like, wait, did I win? Did they win? Oh, oh, here it goes. Oh, they, I, I lost. Like, you know, when it's got one person, one one location, you both won one location and tied the other one. And then I'm trying to do the math real quick to see who has the power to see who would win. And then it's already done. And I'm like, I can't even do good game or anything like that. And like I said, most of the time I feel like I'm into, you know, I got a one three shot to win, you know, in each match. That I'm never feeling like I'm going to say, oh, you got me real good because I'm like, I don't even know. Who knows?
0: Who knows? Sorry, I'm playing right now. I'm going to re- retreat now. Um, I think this game is so approachable because, again, it is free to play. So you can download Marvel Snap right now from your game store of choice and jump right into it. Because if you do want to invest money into this, investing money mostly gets you cosmetics, which have no impact on the actual gameplay, or they unlock the current season of Cars as you're playing. So... There's two tiers for the monthly battle pass or seasonal battle pass, where it's $9.99 gets you the pass, $14.99 gets you the pass plus, which kind of like board, springboards you into it where you get 10 levels for free. So you unlock some of the content without having to play. $10 isn't a lot. Uh, we were talking about it between ourselves. Like, I buy the pass every month because I, I play this game enough that I'm like, yeah, $10 isn't a huge investment. I'm going to get my money's worth out of it. And you start to unlock those season pass cards. And as we're recording this, the current season is all Loki themed. And this is all based off of the actual comic books. But they do tend to tie into the pop culture like movies or TV show events. Uh, So right now, the season pass cards are Loki, Ravona Renslayer, uh, Mobius, who's going to be coming out, I think, like, as we're recording, like he's like this week's card. Um, and Eliath who came out last week. And then next month is their spooky month. So it's all like Werewolf by Night, Elsa Bloodstone, and I can't remember what else. Uh, but there's new cards constantly coming out. But as soon as you start playing, you're not going to be paired up against somebody that has all of these cards that have been available for like the year and a half that this game's been out. Or, oh, I'm putting my money into this to unlock cards. Your MMR, who you're uh, rated against, is based on your collection level. So if you're brand new, you're going to be playing against someone else who is brand new. And if you guys are looking at your main screen, that green number under your profile picture is your collection level. So you'll always be matched up against somebody that has a similar collection level. Collection level doesn't mean you're going to have the same cards, because... Paul, you might unlock strong guy, but John might have unlocked multiple man. So you have a similar number of cards, but you might not have the same cards. So you're still going to have some variance. So you're not going to be going against like that mirror match every single time, yeah. which I think is really strong in a game like this, where you're just sitting down to, like play maybe in your off time.
2: So my collection level, we, John and I have been playing about roughly the same amount of time. 512. So I guess on 586. Nice.
0: My I collection just, level is 4,614. <laughs> wow. But again, I've been playing for probably about, like, four or five months now. Like, it's it's been a little bit. Not the whole, like, breadth of the game, but enough i felt that like, like the, okay.
2: uh, until you said it was 4,000 collection level, I'm like, oh, I'm, like, in the end game now because I'm at the collector's packs. And I'm like, because it's no longer getting just a random card. It's now, when you hit those collector's packs, it's, like, random card or currency.
0: Yeah. So. But yeah, and the lovely thing, too, is as you're progressing through those collector levels, there's different, like, batches of cards. So there's, like, your Tier 1 cards, Tier 2, and Tier doesn't have anything to do with, like, the strength of the cards. It's more just based off of, like, when that expansion was released. So by the time you hit—and I don't remember what the level is. I sent you guys the article that kind of breaks down. But by the time you hit, like, for argument's sake, collector level 500, you have unlocked— All of the tier one and tier two cards. So you have the same collection as everybody else that is at collector level 500. So you all have similar strength decks. And again, if you're buying those mastery passes for each season, that's going to kind of propel you up because you're going to be getting extra cards and unlocking more rewards. So you might play the same amount of time, but that person that's putting that money in. Is going to be at a higher collection level, so you don't have to go up against them.
2: Uh, the one thing about the currency and buying things is I haven't spent any money yet. I'm zero dollars in,
0: so I'm missing
2: out on the Loki cards unless I pull them randomly, which, which is very for- very
0: possible. Like that, yeah. those are all things that could come out of your rewards.
2: 'Cause that's what happened with the last one big in Japan. Like there was a timed event to, you know, have Wolverine in your deck, and I'm like, Well, I'm not spending ten dollars to get the Wolverine in my deck just so I can so finish this. Wolverine
0: story. is one of the cards that's just available in like your your base here. So okay. you'll unlock him yeah. at some point. Yeah, I, don't I unlocked know, but... him
2: pretty quickly. So I was like, Okay, got him. Now I now I can get that level. Loki I still haven't pulled, and that's fine. Like I don't feel like I'm missing out. What did confuse me when I first started playing was what each currency did. Mm-hmm. Like, because there's gold. And I saw, okay, well, you can use real money to buy gold bars. And then the gold bars then you use to buy energy. And the energy is used to upgrade the cards. I'm like, okay, I so get it. So gold is also
0: used for your variants, too. Mm-hmm. So if there's, like, a comic book artist that you like, yeah. you can just be like, okay, my all of my decks are just going to be Scotty Young theme and you can just invest all of your gold into those scotty young artworks or like yeah there's a guy right who's the... dan hip i love his art style or he'd be like you know what i'm gonna unlock a total pixel art deck like that's yeah. that's kind of the fun of the gold. but also it was one of those things when paul and i had been
1: playing for maybe a week and i even asked like what's the point of upgrading these guys like it doesn't make the card stronger and then Chris is like, well, that moves you up the tier and then you get stuff. And then I'm like, oh, uh, OK, now yeah. I. So the tier uh, is basically
2: the fourth currency. Well, the another currency, because it moves you up the collection so, track or moves you up. I'm I'm, I'm trying to, so think you how need to spend to, currency in order to move up the collection.
0: You you spend currency to gain experience and then the experience unlocks more rewards, which lets you level up your cards or unlock more.
2: Yeah. Uh, but I was thinking when I first started playing that energy was the only thing I needed, and there was a, and I was missing the whole fact of the booster, the, like the card boost, like mm-hmm. weird spheres things. So I was like, oh, I got enough energy, and I would go into the shop and see, oh, I can upgrade this card now with this energy, and I was doing it, and that was spending way too much energy, way too quickly, because <laughs> I because if you just wait and then get you know go up your collection track and get those boosters the card booster thinks like it's a lot cheaper to upgrade your card, the cards. Yeah. So,
0: but even just playing matches, you will always unlock boosters for cards that you play in your current deck. So if I'm playing a on reveal deck, I'm never going to unlock something for a Wolverine card that I play in my destroy deck because it knows like, Hey, you're playing, you know, agent 13, Wong, Jubilee, like, Spider-Woman, like, oh, you're going to get Spider-Woman boosters for it, which I think is cool because, like, if you just want to commit to one style of play, you can. Like, you don't have to worry about anything else. You might not be able to complete all of your daily or weekly Mm -hmm. challenges, which give you more currency to unlock more cards, collect more collection level. But if you just want to build one deck, like, that's fine, but that's not how I like to play trading card games. So I have decks for most of the archetypes, like discard, move, ongoing, reveal.
1: The one thing... uh, I've been building decks for when it's like, play 50 one-point uh, cards. I'm like, all right, make a <laughs> whole deck of just one-point cards and then play them. And I've won a couple times with <laughs> those cards, and I was like, oh, these just stacked just right. And then I don't snap during those games either, because I'm like, I'd rather just uh, lose one or end up losing two if I don't snap. But yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, I hardly retreat
2: and I hardly ever snap. I'm never the first one to snap.
0: Snapping helps as well, because that also will unlock maybe some cards or some other rewards. Like you might get card backs or different avatars, or you can set titles Mm -hmm. to... Which it has no impact on gameplay, but, yeah, you know, you can set something. And I like the fact that each one of your decks, you can set a different avatar or title and card back for it. Mm-hmm. So right now, if I'm just clicking on my collection and I'm going to look at my uh, my Loki deck. Oh, I'm not going to do Loki because that one doesn't have an avatar. Uh, we'll do my on-reveal deck. Um, my reveal deck has the Scarlet Witch as an avatar. Because oh, it's Scarlet Witch, but then I just have, like, a base like Marvel snap purple background for it. But then if I look at my destroy deck, my avatar is Dakin, but the card back is the Wolverine clause. And then my title for that one is like, it's something like semi-related to Wolverine because that season, all the cards were like Dakin, X-23, Silver Samurai, Lady Deathstrike. Like it all plays into like a certain character yeah. or a comic book event, which is a lot of fun.
2: Yeah. Uh, I have my, because I'm boring, I, I have my avatar set to the same one for all my decks. Because, you know, I which only have fine. Cyclops because I only got the base ones. Uh, I haven't unlocked anything, any other avatars. Um, I only have the one, the just plain Marvel card back, which is black, and it just has a Marvel. Some you should red.
0: have different, different colors of it.
2: Yeah, I have the different colors, okay. but that's the only other, like, real different.
0: Yeah, a lot uh, of the other ones are from when you snap and you earn those cubes. Because there's a separate track. Um, I'm trying yeah. to see if there's a way to see it. Oh, I already uh, closed out. Snap. Um, the you have like, I've gotten, a level. The Yeah. The uh, the season
2: of, of rewards. Yes. You, you can the ranked. They're time ranked rewards. Uh, the highest I have gotten on that track so far is thirty five. Okay. Snapping
0: not. progresses you through that. And yeah. like, if you're playing casually, like there's nothing wrong with just snapping and snapping and snapping, because if you lose, yes, you might lose the cubes, but if you're not planning on moving forward anyways, you're you're not out anything. And currently I'm at level 70 on the Loki season pass, mm-hmm. and, like, the rewards you get are card back, 200 credits so you can level up more of your cards aesthetically uh, to move up your collection level, uh, 40 boosters for a random card, another 250 credits, a new title... Uh, which says no ring toss on the headgear because Loki is seasoned, so he's got horns on his head. Uh, 50 is 400 credits. 60 is a mystery variant, so just a random card from their variant collection. So it could be a card you already have, but different artwork. It could be a card you haven't earned already with some of the special art. And then 500 more credits. If I do get up to level 80, which is Omega, I unlock the Loki avatar, which, again, like everything in here... Is cosmetic besides the the mystery variant, which could be a card from a further down the line tier that you might not get until level four thousand. I don't know.
2: Have you guys been playing like right at eleven PM if you're up? Just for the reset? And then again at seven AM?
0: I do not. I don't game it that way. I just say like, oh, you know what? I got to work early. I'm gonna sit in my car. I'm gonna play like a match or two before I have to like walk in and clock in. Or again, I got home from work. I'm going to put on a YouTube video yeah. while that's playing in the background, and I'm learning about the history of Jack in the Box. Be playing Marvel Snap. <laughs> like it doesn't require too much attention, and I feel like those moments where I'm not paying attention, I'm I'm really not out anything. Yeah. Um. I I usually play it in
1: the morning. Like it's one of the games I play in the morning. I have a couple games that I signed into to get my free stuff. Um, one of them is uh, a Toho Godzilla game. Whoa, which is, whoa, whoa.
0: Don't jump ahead yeah. if we're going to be doing another one of these.
1: Um, but it's actually a lot like this game, but instead of unlocking superheroes, you're unlocking Japanese monsters. And like, it even has like the Evangelion monsters oh, dope. Okay. and the um, the suits and everything on top of just other creatures. Like right now, it's the um, it's a Gamera uh event so you can he's of all
0: children friend
1: of all children he's pretty badass character too um but you completely free to play that that toho games the same thing but with this i've spent a little bit of money i don't know if i'll spend any more because i've done the two events and i don't think it is like unless it's characters i really want and i really now kind of understand what the use of the cards are uh, the Loki event, I got Thor, which I think Thor
0: is actually a really solid card. Um, uh, Thor in an honor reveal deck, like when you slam down Mjolnir, it like it doubles him, but then it doubles him again. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. Th- I mean, it really works well, but like Loki out of that, it's not a card I want to use. <laughs> like, I don't want to I don't want to use it. Like, what's the point
0: of Loki is actually one of the top rated cards right now. Because if you're playing a deck that has something like the Collector in it, the Collector has a ability where it's like hmm. add plus two any a card enters your hand from outside your deck. So anytime it's like, oh, my opponent played...
2: Agent 13 does it. Yeah, well, Agent I, 13. I have, like, he's um, in my uh, Devil Dinosaur deck.
0: Yeah, Devil Dinosaur is another one. Or No, Moon Girl. Moon Girl. Like, Moon Girl yeah. Duplicates your hand like... There is an archetype where it's like, I'm just going to play cards that add things to my hand, and they're like usually like shield decks because Agent 13 does it, Colson does it, Maria Hill, the Helicarrier, and Nick Fury will just all add random cards to your hand. Each time that happens, the collector is getting plus two, plus two, plus two. Devil Dinosaur, depending on your hand side, gets plus two for each card in your hand. Loki completely replaces your hand. So if you have four cards in your hand and you play him... You are now adding four different cards to your hand. So now the collector is getting plus eight power. Like it's a valid archetype, but it's like one of those things. Like you're not going to know about that until you you get to those like levels and you unlock those cards. And you uh, mess around with them. He's yeah. also a three five, which is like pretty solid stat line. It's pretty solid, I've but half. If the, you play him at three, you're if you're playing him at three and you're not
1: using the collector, your or if you don't have the collector because mm-hmm. Collect- have-
0: collector is a two two, so. Ideal He's a 2-0 now. Uh, that's, he, he got yeah. nerfed, yes. Uh, but I like, didn't have ideally... him before
2: the nerf, though. I've only had him after.
0: Yeah. You're playing Collector on turn 2, and then turn 3, you're playing Loki to replace everything else that's in your hand. So right off the bat, your Collector is skyrocketing up in that value, and now you're playing other cards. And your whole deck is built around the fact that it's like, okay, now I'm playing something like Zabu, who is a card that lowers... All cards that didn't start in your hand by one. So now I'm playing your cards but cheaper. And if you have good cards, now I'm getting more out of it for less. Yeah. But if you I fucking love this game,
1: guys. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you don't have the collector, the Loki card isn't necessarily the best. And sometimes like I've built tried to build around Loki with the cards that I have. Again, I'm I'm five eighty-six, I'm not four thousand, uh, so I don't have all of these extra cards to to put into my 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 deck my decks are you know fairly small. Um, like when I
2: first unlocked Wolverine I'm like well this guy's useless because I can't dest- like I got to wait until there's a place to destroy him until like I got another character of uh, carnage
1: and then I'm like yeah. oh that's how you use Wolverine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like I've create I I have a, ki- a a kill deck. Um I've been building decks just for like play two cards play three cards and i'm like okay i play quicksilver which is my number one i have domino which Uh is always going to be my number two and then the rest will all be threes um so it's just uh yeah it's been fun and it's i feel like right now i'm just playing to get all my missions and -hmm. once i've gotten my missions yep there's no there's no need to play anymore yeah
2: that's how I kind of. That's how I feel too. And that's Especially when you can now that jump I've,
0: into like the other format where where it's conquest, where it's like, okay, now I can actually get rewards like gold or tokens or variants. Yeah,
2: I'm like I've gotten two variants just because I don't know how I got them. The uh, I got a Jessica Jones, which looks like the art from um what was it called? The name of the book started with a power, not powers. What
1: was it called? Oh, uh, the Bendis book. Yeah, the Bendis book. Oh, Alias. No, yeah. not Alias. Uh, a- yeah. Yeah, Alias.
0: Was it okay? As soon as I said Alias, I started thinking about like the the yeah, show. Yeah, it's the
1: same name,
2: but different. Um, and also the Devil Dinosaur one. Oh, and also uh, because that was like a because I downloaded it on um Steam, so they gave me the Devil Dinosaur Robo one, and also I got Nightcrawler.
0: But oh, I like Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler
2: is cool. Uh. <laughs> You know, but I'm like, you know what? I don't really care about all the very like when I scroll past it on the store. I'm like, I don't really care about these variants. I, see, then- I don't
0: care about the variants until I find one that I'm like, oh, that's really cool because it is all original artwork and they mm-hmm. do bring on actual comic book artists to do a lot of it. And I, I think that that's really cool as, you know, a, a comic book fan, like I can bling out my deck with all art from one artist if I want. Uh, um, but before we before you move on, John, did you have another beer? No. Okay. Just the uh, today. Because the second one from the four pack, because the four pack from Artisanal Beer Works, or sorry, Artisanal Brew Works for the Warheads was their Mango Melon Sour Ale. So it's two cans of the Sour Cherry, two cans of Mango Melon, and it's all mango up front, so it kind of has that like funky, like mealy stone fruit to it, but then it's all melon on the back end. But the nose is just straight up watermelon candy. I think I like this one more than the sour cherry, but I like it more for the melon and not for the mango.
2: You like it in spite of the mango. In
0: spite of the mango, yeah. And usually I will say I don't like mango as a fruit, but I tend to like mango flavored things. Like uh, Snapple's Mango Madness, my my favorite flavor of uh, Snapple. The Arizona iced tea mango, delicious. Um, Actual fruit, trash. <laughs> F tier, don't like it. Um so when I saw mango melon I was like, okay, great. I I love mango flavor things. This is probably closer to the actual fruit so I don't like it versus uh again, watermelon candy, top tier candy. So I'm glad I do that I like that mango.
2: That sounds... I do like mango in a smoothie because it has that frothiness to it. Um no, I like mango, but you know what I don't really love? Uh the upgrades to the carrots. I don't think they like when they're small uh, and you uh, especially on the cell phone He can't tell they're animated. Like animated, and I'm like, what's moving?
0: It's more about the like the borders on it, or like you might see like if it's Ghost Rider, like the flame on his head. It's like wavy. It's not like actually animated. Like he's not like walking into like a Hogwarts painting, but you're seeing some other effect, and it's also progressing your level forward. So even if like it's a card that you're not using, I'm doing. Sometimes it it might be worth it to just to bump yourself up. Like uh, recently I had enough boosters and credits available to upgrade um, Mojo, which is a card I don't play at any of my decks, but I was like, I can upgrade Mojo and he's going to get me to that next level, which is going to give me more credits. So I can upgrade one of the other cards that I do use. So it's ultimately worth it. Um, But I was going to ask, do you guys have a favorite archetype? that you're playing like is there a deck that you're like okay this is this is what feels right this is what i like to play let me just
2: say one more thing about the upgrade of the card yes like, absolutely what, I, i'm like okay what is 500 because shiny logo okay cool all right shiny. What, number five like for infinite is changes the background to just like prismatic key and like so you lose the background if the character had a background I, i've only done it once and it was with a cable and he didn't so, have much of the background anyway at that point and unlocks another card where you're doing the upgrade yet again.
0: You're, you're doing oh it gosh. again, but then the actual icons, so your power and then the like, the character's point value, uh-huh. then those look different. But again, you're still progressing yeah. your collector's levels up. Like There's been times where it's like, okay, Jubilee is one of my favorite cards. I'm going to keep leveling up Jubilee, and then it's like, okay, oh, there's this alternate art for Jubilee that I got to get. All right, well, now I'm going to start fresh and continue to level up Jubilee. Like, I never feel like any of the quote unquote currency that I spent on upgrading my cards is wasted because it's like I'm just getting this by playing this game and I'm having fun playing this game, so I'm I'm not spending anything. The
1: the I don't I don't care. The only reason I upgrade the cards is to move mm-hmm. myself up that yeah. tier and get more cards. But that's the only reason yeah. I do it. And I found like, oh, if I spend that currency not upgrading my cards, I have to sit and wait to do missions to get that currency now to update my cards like so the oh, I just I'm just doing it. I don't care what the card looks like <clears throat> again, like yeah, you can't really tell playing on your card or on your phone, but like sometimes you can be like, oh yeah, it's got the the hologram background like i
0: I, I just like picked a card at random and it's America Chavez and yeah, there's nothing wrong with that base version of the art for America Chavez. Yeah. I'm just going to try to because drop this on. the base on. version is
2: basically but all you going yeah, to get.
0: It's fine. But then, like, I've unlocked the Pixel variant, which I'm not going to use. I don't like the Pixel variants. Uh, and then I have the Scotty Young, where, like, she's like a troublesome toddler. Not great. Not going to use that. But then the other artwork that I unlocked for is very much in line with that art style that i like from young avengers i don't think it's actually from i don't know why i'm blanking on his name oh my gosh he did um wicked and divine jamie mckelvey it looks like jamie mckelvey art i don't think it's from him because it doesn't say when you click on it oh Magritte savage i just realized hey fun fact if you if you're looking at your card art and then you like click the name up on the top it'll tell you actually who drew it Mm, nice I, I like that artwork. So as soon as I unlocked that one, I was like, yeah, I'm going to swap that on to all of my, my characters. Because while you're looking at your collection, you can select any card. Like, I just tapped on Angela. And then if you hit that logo that's, like, the four icons next to each other, mm-hmm. it'll show you any of the variants. Like, I would much—if if it's a card I like and I have art that I like for it more, I'm going to play that. Like, I spent gold to unlock a version of Maria Hill that I was like, oh, she looks badass in that one. It's gold that I got just from playing. Like I'm never out anything, and that's what I really like about this game. Is if for some reason next month I decided like, you know what, I'm not going to put my ten dollars down. I'm I'm still going to keep playing the game because I'm not going to be handicapped by that.
2: Right, and I feel handicapped. And to answer your question, Chris, my archetype I play play the most is uh the the Devil Dinosaur one where I'm just constantly drawing characters. And I hate that every once in a while I play stuff and then it tells me my hand is full. And I'm
0: like,
2: <laughs> that shouldn't
0: happen. Yeah, you have like a max hand size of 11. I hate that I only have like Devil Dinosaur and like the other variants I have of him are just like the base version because I've just, I've been upgrading him.
1: Um, I wouldn't say like I play a kill deck a lot and I have a couple <laughs> decks that I've built around characters that i i like and that i that work well so i don't really say i think i've just tried to put cards together that really work that i really like and like um when i got thor i was like oh thor's a three four what are the three fours that i have that i like using like cyclops is a really good three four so i took him out and i put thor in but then i just got um Oh, what is his name? Um, who's the villain in uh Guardians 3? Ronan? No. No.
0: 3. Uh, the uh high evolutionary. That, so the high the high, Hi high Evo is a great card. card. It's I a have great card. I have not unlocked him yet and that's like S tier card. So, um, you, I just am and I didn't get it, but you do. <laughs> um so I
1: just got him so then it's like well, I, I'm going to put my I'm going to put my Cyclops back in because he does the three four damage and then all the cards that are uh, across from him he drops their he drops them down by one or two um, yeah. high evolutionary also like any unspent points and I have Hulk uh, gives Hulk plus two so if I put a three card down when I've played four Hulk goes from twelve to fourteen if I do it again he goes from a you know fourteen to a sixteen and you can really do that you can really jack up hulk even more so like i try to find cards that work well Mm -hmm. with other cards and when i find those i try to keep tweaking it and i'll play a couple hands and be like you know what this isn't working take that card out put this card in and i kind of just like to work i did like to just have solid cards that
0: all play well um you're kind of getting to my my next question but just to talk about high evolutionary quick uh because he had brought up Cyclops. I love the fact that every single card that you play has some sort of effect on the board. Like, it might be the character saying something, or it might be some kind of, like, visual cue. I love that Cyclops. Like, as soon as you're like, okay, I'm going to, like, tap on Cyclops, and I'm going to, like, drag him out to the board. As soon as you click him, like, it's just Optic Blast coming out. Yeah. It's just, like, it looks so cool. Um, Ant-Man gets really small. Yeah, he, like, shrinks down. Uh, I when you play with Nick Fear, he's like, Squad is looking a little light, and then like you have the other cards like fly into your hand. I think that's just so cool. Um, my next question for you guys is, Do you have any like quote unquote pet cards? Is there a card like as soon as you start to make a new deck, you're like, Okay, I need to start off like I need my one cost cards, my two, my three, like hit your curve. But is there something that's like, no matter what deck you're making, it's like, Oh, I got I to gotta put my boy in there.
1: I really like Spider Woman. She's in a lot of my decks. I love her. Um, I, I, Cyclops is a solid card. Like, if I'm looking for my three tier, like a three energy level <clears throat> card, like, he's a three four. Like, he, he really hits hard. Um, thing is the same thing. He's a four six. Like, I like using the thing. Um. Yeah, like Spider Woman is in a lot of us because she's yeah. you know five eight and she drops everybody down by one. And if you play it with uh, Odin or you play it on a thing that it happens twice, she's gonna zap those guys twice. Uh, Paul don't really have one like Double Dinosaurs
2: probably the closest, but that's but at that point because I'm doing if I, it's an on reveal deck, most of the on reveal stuff is about drawing cards, and his on reveal is like. Uh, as many cards as you have. No, that's not ongoing, I guess. But yeah, yeah. but Devil Dinosaur.
0: Uh, For me, it's Iceman because he's a 1-2. So you can get him out pretty much like first turn or any other turn, like if you don't use all your energy. Uh, but then he raises your opponent's, like a random card from your opponent's hand by plus one. Uh, before I unlocked him, though, I Korg was one of my go-to one-drops. Mm-hmm because he adds the rock to your opponent's hand which is like the one zero so he's eating up that spot in your opponent's hands and then to your point Paul like you can only have seven cards in your hand so like if he's in there yeah or, and he like he drops the rock well now your opponent has to like keep playing their cards out but they're gonna be handicapped by that that one card unless they decide just to play it to get it out of there so they can, can like draw more.
2: Unless uh, you're playing Devil Dinosaur and you're like, yeah, I have the rocks, and then they're, they're two points, the two strengths to uh, the dinosaur.
0: And what really solidified Iceman as one of my favorites, though, is during the Big in Japan, like Wolverine season last month. Uh, one of the variants you can unlock is like the mech version of Iceman. We're, oh God! I turned on my camera. Don't do that. I'm I, I'm I can, bad at this. I
2: can imagine. But it's.
0: It's Iceman standing on the back of a giant ice mech of himself, like, piloting it. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. Like, that's such a Bobby Drake thing to do. That's going in all of my decks now. So, like, I switched out my favorite variant to that. Um, Scorpion's pretty good, too, with the 2-2. Yeah, yeah.
2: freaking annoying.
0: Scorpion's great. Drops he he makes his
1: way in into hand. a lot of deck.
2: Um, I do like I everything in your deck or just your hand?
1: Your just hand. Just your hand. Um, but he's a 2-2, so you get him out right away. And then there's the
2: two uh, from Wakanda uh, that like increase the person's deck by one. Yeah, so or, I've seen that.
1: Or what's in your hand? Yeah, the, I've seen the, where they
2: play those two cards and then play Scorpion on me. So now I'm playing at a three point
0: disadvantage. Like there's a lot of wacky things that you can do in this game. And I sent you guys a screenshot from my one game where I had multiple like hundred thousand point Black Panthers out on my board, and I was like. This felt good to do, uh, and that's kind of like the variance that I like because you might know what your deck's going to do, but everything can change just based on whatever locations flip over and give you those extra multipliers or I forgot those limitations. What,
2: what happened and what what was going on? But I play the card, and when it they get, were getting revealed, like they revealed two of them. It was like probably a reveal, and then it gets multiplied, like Sinister's Island or whatever, and. Like the game actually said, fast forwarding. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. It would, at the end, and I've only had that happen. Once. Uh, I
1: feeling. had that just happen today where I put uh, um Odin down in that in that spot because I was waiting towards the end to see what I was going to need to do. So I put my Odin because my Odin, my Odin went out, four copies went out, it revealed. And then that Odin made that Odin. To his power and it just kept going around it would just
0: keep going around because they keep doing it and went fast forward uh, but yeah so before I ask you my final question which is how I foresee us wrapping up freemium content if we continue on with this uh, main topic rotation do you have anything else you want to add about Marvel Snap is there anything like you want to say for your like final thoughts um when you said you were going to do this I was like eh, I don't know See, I, I what I liked about this idea is there is no buy. It's basically just like, okay, I need to play a a video game that's going to be free.
1: Uh, yeah, um, which I did like. And once it took a little bit, I'm glad you were there. That a the couple of times I had a question, and I like that when I did ask the question, Paul was like, I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> um, and you were able to kind of give us the, No, this is what you're doing. Um, but there's tons of YouTube videos on how to play plus the, there's a lot of breakdowns on the, the thing itself. Um,
0: oh, You just brought up something. So finish, finish up.
1: And then I kind of want to jump back in um, for Paul. But yeah, it's definitely a game I enjoy playing. It's a game that I play to get my missions done, to keep going up the ladder and getting cards, like getting the high evolutionary was something that I was like, well, this is kind of a game changer card for a lot of my decks. Um, So I, yeah, I'm looking forward to continuing and finding those cards, because there's those cards that pop up, and I'm like, oh, kind of wish I had that, kind of wish I had that. Like, Black Panther's a nice card, hoping to get him. Um, uh, You get a card, because sometimes it's like, add these cards to your hand, da-da-da, and then you're like, oh, wow. Um, Jubilee was one of those, and I was like, this is a really have, solid card.
0: Jubilee is probably my, my honorable mention for like favorite card that I put in a lot of my decks because she's a 4-1, which high cost, low payoff for points, but the fact that she just pulls another random card from your deck to that location, like, mm-hmm. can be great because it's another on-reveal trigger, but if you're playing in one of those locations where it's just like, first person to fill this one up gets this, or I also like playing her on I don't remember the name of the location I think it's like Death's Domain where it's like, when you play a card here destroy it You play Jubilee on it. Yes, she gets destroyed, but whatever card she pulls out survives because you didn't play that card there. It was added to the location. So, like, it's a kind of a way to cheat stuff in there that your opponent might not be able to do. I don't like move decks. Move? (laughs) I like (laughs) playing move, but it's also, like, this could either work out well or could bite me in the ass because you might get one of those locations, like, when a card moves here, destroy it. And you're like, nope, retreat. (laughs) That's when you retreat, boys. (laughs) Uh, But, uh, John, when you mentioned there's, like, YouTube channels that have decks and, like, breakdowns, I think the actual Marvel Snap YouTube channel is such a delight to watch because anytime they have the new season about to come out, uh, Second Dinner does do, like, an unveiling where it's always themed to that month. And the one that I sent you guys when I solicited this idea was for the... Wolverine, big in Japan, where it was all like kaiju themed, and it's like Ben Brode, the creator of the company and the game, like stomping around in cardboard like mech armor, fighting a kaiju version of their their mascot, while he's talking about what cards he's gonna unveil and uh, are gonna be added to the card pools. It's just a lot of fun, and I think that's the biggest thing. Like, yes, it's a game that people take serious, but at the end of the day it's just a fun card game and like he just seems so enthused to be like i love comic books i love these characters i can't wait to talk about it uh, i watched a video interview with him where he was talking to a marvel snap content creator and the guy was asking him like okay you guys have been working workshopping this for a while you know tell me the process they actually made physical copies of all of the cards like they printed them out and like he had a box of all of the cards. I was like, yeah, this is the original like version of this character that we never made because when we were playing the physical version of this, it was so broken. We are like, we can't put this in our game. I, I I like that straightforwardness and just the fun and passion that the creator has for his game. Paul, sorry. I, I went off because that was something I wanted to talk about, but yeah. I completely yeah. forgot until so John mentioned YouTube. Well,
2: what, what was the question again?
0: uh it's okay do the question was do you have any final thoughts in your wrap-up before Uh, i ask my final question
2: i don't know how long i'll probably stick with it there'll probably be a point that's my final question good uh there'll probably be some sort of win condition i'll feel like i have personally reached it'll probably be like oh i got all the x-factor cards i'm just looking for havoc i don't know if havoc's even a card. he's not in
0: the game yet (laughs) so probably will take me a while.
2: I don't have Polaris. I do have a Strong Guy. I have Wolf Spain because she oh, comes man. in the start. Oh yeah, she is.
0: She's I, Wolfsbane's Wolf Spain's really cool too. Like I love playing Wolf Spain on like a random location and like watching her uh, her power jump up.
2: So you know, uh, don't have Richter. Would like you know Keep I don't know if Richter's a game, uh, but I do have Forge. He's there. So
0: Forge is pretty decent. Forge
1: is in a lot of my ha- in my decks. Yeah. Uh, two one boosts the that- power by two.
0: Uh, forge is really good when you're playing something like mr sinister or the brood card because both of those add copies to that location of the card that you've played so if you play something like Forge and then you play Mr sinister well now you have two mr sinisters that are both at that uh, doubled up power I
1: like to play them a lot with my Medusa uh, because if you play her in the middle she gets plus three and you've given her, given her a plus two and she's like a two, so all of a sudden you got like a eight eight card like uh, on your third turn. So it's just it's a pretty me, good combo. Let me
2: tell you, the first time I ever saw Shang Chi, that messed up my Christmas. Oh, I love
0: I love him too. He's also like one of my honorable mention runners up because I, I finally got him and
2: he was messing up my Devil Dinosaur like nothing else because my <laughs> Devil Dinosaur comes too. out on turn five and then I'm like, okay, I got that location on lock. 17. It's got 17 points. I'll play like, you know, next turn, I'll play my six someplace, and then all of a sudden, he's gone. He's gone. <laughs> like has I'm like, wait, what happened? And I lost, and I'm like, still didn't know what happened. And then I finally, like, played again, and then, like, was able to click on the card to see, you know, like, because sometimes it'll pop up, well, oh, first time seeing it. And it's like, okay, yeah. well.
0: I I do Let's like that game. it does that too. So if it's a card you haven't unlocked yet, it gives you that chance to read it before you see yeah. what it does. So you can be like, okay, what does this card do? Okay, it's gonna lower all of my opponent's costs by one. Okay, it gets I get that, and then you you see it slam onto the board.
2: I'm here for playing video games, I ain't here for reading. Let's go. <laughs> so Paul, <laughs> and then I'm like, wait,
0: what happened? Well, I gave, I commented on it. Uh, My final question and how, if we do more of these, I do want to end each one of these episodes. Do you keep playing Marvel Snap?
2: Until I figure out my personal condition, which, uh, you know, I might get to a point where my collection, where I'm like, I could build a different deck to try to be competitive, to actually start winning these. As soon as I need to start actually figuring out how to win more matches,
1: I, I just, I I want to play the
2: cards that I want to
1: play. Um, I, (laughs) yeah. I think I will definitely play it for a good amount of time. Um and I think it's probably won't lose I probably won't lose interest in it because it keeps evolving. I keep evolving with the cards that I get, like getting high evolutionary today is going to change a couple of my hands and how I play stuff and make some of those cards that I have a lot better. Um so like stuff like that keeps me in it. I do find myself, by the end of the day, if I haven't beaten the, the missions, like, I'll continue to play. But as soon as I get all of those for the day, I'm kind of done. Because also, like, I have to be more focused on this than playing, like, Candy Crush and watch TV at the same time. I do feel like I might
2: have screwed myself up a little bit with the game because I was holding off on all of my energy until yesterday. Where I'm like, oh, we're talking about this and I kind of want to hit 500 so I can see what the whatever collector's cachet is. So I like upgraded a ton of cards just and then like went from level like 400 and like 30 something up to, you know, 512 just real quick. And I added a bunch of cards that I don't even remember which cards I added. And yeah, what was nice about climbing that ladder slowly and getting cards slowly was like, oh this is a new card. I know exactly where to place it. Like yesterday when I was just like running through and just unlocking cards, I'm like, like I probably added four or five cards and I don't remember which ones they are. Now I have to go through and like, try to figure out a spot versus a slow ladder climb, which is like, Oh cool. And I got cable. I know exactly where I want to put.
1: Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I like, I can see where that, that could be a problem. And I've been doing that. As soon as I get the energy, I upgrade a card. Boop, boop, I go up the level. I get a new card, and then sometimes I'll have a card, and it won't be till somebody's played that card against me that I'm like, oh, that card's actually pretty good. Like Captain America is a really solid card, and it wasn't. Be- it was only because I kept seeing this this dude played it, and it went, and he just kept bringing Avengers. his cards up. Avengers
0: assemble! won just- my
1: boys, but I was like, oh, that's a cap. Cap's a really solid card. I'm uh, going to need a couple, to put him on my
0: team. I don't play Captain America, but a couple of days ago, one of the rewards I unlocked was like a Chris Samney mm. variant of it. And I was like, I, I love this. This is dope. Like, hell yeah. Um, Spoilers, yes, I will continue to play this game. I'm the one that brought it to the table. Uh, I I love this game. Like, this is probably the mobile game that I've played the longest. Like I said, up at the front, like I've been playing it for probably about four or five months. No other game has captured my attention as much, and I love playing Magic the Gathering Arena. I have downloaded and deleted Arena off of my phone probably about three times since it became available on mobile. I just, I don't keep it on my phone because playing Magic, it takes time. Like, if I'm playing it, like, on my lunch break at work, those matches could be quick, or it could be 20 minutes of my lunch break, and when you're Break's winding down, and it's like, do you want to start playing up against a control deck? No. Marvel Snap, if I see I have four minutes left on my break, I'm like, yeah, I could I could play another match. And I do, and it's great. Yeah. Thanks, guys. I, I appreciate you playing. Uh, We have not played together. I feel like there is probably a way to add friends in this game. We haven't There's done it There's friendly yet.
2: matches? But yeah. I don't know how to...
0: Yeah. I, I think there is definitely ways to search or add people onto it. If anybody wants to try to add me, I'm just c r 2814 I'll play with you. I love this game. Uh, but guys, thanks for playing. Oh, snap.
1: Because that's what it
0: says. when <laughs> um, Listener, if you're playing Marvel Snap, who's your go-to card? What's your go-to deck? Let us know. Email us over at bagnaboardcast at gmail.com or comment on any of the social media posts for this year episode. I already did the episode artwork for it because it is going to be that Miss Marvel emote of her just being like whoop whoop thumbs up. <laughs> I love seeing it. I love sending it even more though. Um you guys got anything you want to end on? No, I'm playing a game right now. <laughs> That's the best way to end it.